Well, that was gross, but it was a win, and so we'll take it. We'll take whatever we can get nowadays. Plus, Jason Tatum joins Jalen Brown in ending a very, very, very tired narrative. Going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown. Jake team, step back. We going wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Keep zone on replay. Prime time, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining James, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics, free, available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you uh, once again for joining me, John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. You can get that wherever books are sold and on my website, johncorrales.com. For 30 bucks, personalized signed copy. Hope you're watching the show on YouTube, trying to build that channel. Please watch the show there. Um, Boston Celtics beat the Indiana Pacers 101-98 in overtime. This game was gross. It was disgusting. I do not want to talk about it because <laughs> I want to forget about this game as soon as I possibly can. I want to get one of those uh, men in black eraser things and just put it in front of my face and bloop. And forget about this game. Forget it ever happened. It was gross. Uh, but, hey, look. Celtics, they, they they can't be picky. Can't be choosy. I know we all want the games to look pretty. We all want to sit there and say, okay, the Pacers are struggling. And they have a bunch of guys in health and safety. And you're kind of you're kind of whole. And so let's let's do this the right way. Let's get out there. Let's Let's move the ball. Let's... Let's see this thing pop. Let's 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 build a lead. Let's get it from 10 to 20. Let's get a 20 to a 25-point lead. Let's watch Romeo Langford and the Aaron Neesmith get some garbage time minutes. Let's watch. I want to see some Bruno Fernando out there. Nope. No. The Celtics actually looked pretty, pretty bad. This entire game was not something. I, I, I made the joke. I, I used the, the godfather. You know, they massacred my boy because Dr. James Naismith was watching basketball. As gross as the game was when he first invented it, he'd look at this and be like, that's, no, that's not it. This is not it at all. You guys are doing this all wrong. But, again, they won. So, let's run through some of the the numbers, shall we? The biggest thing is the turnovers. The Boston Celtics, I, I feel like I'm talking about this game like it's a loss. But, look, the Celtics turned the ball over a ton, 20 turnovers. They gave up 18 points off of those turnovers on the plus side. They got 18 points off of the, uh, the Indy turnovers. Indy turned the ball over 20. Uh, what was the turnover number there? That was fouls 17 times for them. Celtics 20 times for, uh, for the Celtics there eight belonging to Jason Tatum. This was like this lazy, a lot of lazy turnovers. You can almost tell right away. I wrote down my first note was the passing is off. Like in the first few minutes of the game, you had a ball go out of bounds. You had Jason Tatum. Oh my God, poor Robert Williams. Jason Tatum sees Jalen Brown off on the left left corner, and he JB is I'm sorry JT is trying to make this this normal like I I got him I see him and he 
fires a pass and it goes right. Robert Williams is rolling at the wrong time and he takes that thing right off the side of the head. And afterwards, Tatum and and Rob both said like, hey, look, he apologized twice. I apologized twice. Like he felt really bad. Tatum felt really bad. He said that thing had some heat on it because he didn't see Rob starting to roll after the pick. So he just wanted to get that ball out to to Jalen. There was a defender there. He wanted to just whip it right past the defender's head. And he actually whipped it off of Robert Williams' head. Robert Williams joked afterwards that if he didn't have those dreads, he might have gotten knocked out. So that's how good the passing was. A, a good read turned into nearly decapitating Robert Williams. The Celtics still have problems. Uh, they, they didn't move the ball well. They didn't move themselves. There was no real cutting. There was none of that stuff. But uh, they, still, they still managed on the plus side to play defense. Uh, I think the, the Pacers were complicit in that. I think the Pacers missed a ton of early shots that could have made this a different game. Like if they played basically all but five teams in the NBA, this probably would have been an ugly game. Um, and hopefully for the Celtics' sake, that maybe if they were playing one of those other 25 teams or 24 teams, that they would have stepped up and and played better. Jalen Brown had a surprisingly good game, as far as surprisingly good stat line, considering how I thought most of the game, like he, he felt a little off. But hey, look, 26 points. It's because he shot 11 of 26. He did shoot three of six from three. He had a couple late that, that pumped up that number, but 26 points, 15 rebounds, six assists for him. I don't know how he managed six assists. That was wild, but six assists for him, uh, 26, 15, and six. It's zero turnovers. This is the most amazing thing. uh, Jalen, zero turnovers for Jalen Brown. After the game, I thought one of the more telling things from this was Ime Odoka saying, we all knew the importance of getting this win. And I asked Tatum about it. And I said, did this end up becoming a must-win game for you guys? He said, kind of, yeah. Like, when, when you get to a certain point where the game is going a certain way, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is the Pacers. Everything I said before, right? This is the Pacers. This is a team that we should be beating. And all of a sudden now we're only up a few. Like we can't get it past. Let me look up. I don't see what the, the biggest, the biggest lead I think might've been just 10 in this game. Biggest lead was 12. Okay. So they did manage to get up to 12 once, but they always were just kind of meandering around eight, six, eight, maybe 10. Then the Pacers would make a little bit of a run. And at some point the Celtics were like, okay, we need we need to win this game because if this was another loss, this would have been right up there with Minnesota. This would have been right up there with their worst losses, and they, they just can't have that. They cannot have those brutal losses just like the one they had with the Knicks the other day. They cannot have losses like that continue to happen on their record. So if we're going to put any hint of positive spin on this beyond – you won the game. It's that this is a game that they've normally pissed away and they managed to win it. You take everything you can get, right? You take every little morsel of food you can get when you're hungry and the Celtics 
were able to come away with the win. It took overtime. They collapsed again in the fourth quarter. They gave up 29 points. They gave up 17, 22, and 21 in the first three quarters, and all of a sudden, 29 points in the fourth. I don't know how that continues to happen. The mistakes that they continue to make, they tighten up. They need they need to, I don't know if they need a sports psychologist. I joked the other day about they need to go bowling together. They need to do something together. They need to, like, get out of their own heads. But they managed to win. We're going to take the win. Up next, more individual performances. Then in the third segment, I'll get into the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum stuff. That should absolutely be the end. The last time we talk about this, the absolute final chapter in this. I know it won't be, but it should be. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. First, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march into the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile site. So sign up today to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football to basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On Now your second listen every day? Locked On Now is a nice recap of the night in the NBA. Uh, You'll get, after the game, I talk for a couple minutes, my instant reaction. Uh, Tony East from Locked On Pacers, Talked for a couple minutes, gave his reaction. So if you listen to Locked On now, you get initial reaction from both sides. So it's a nice recap, nice and tidy of the night in the NBA. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. I think you're going to like it. If you want to watch it, it's on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. More from this game, including some individual performances. But before I get to that, I have to note that big minutes, more big minutes. And I think this might have something to do with why are the Celtics fading down the stretch? Maybe maybe these guys are just tired. How about Jason Tatum, 42 minutes. Jalen Brown, almost 44. Robert Williams, 41 and a half minutes. These guys are playing a ton. 37 and a half for Josh Richardson. Everyone else is below that. Marcus Smart was below that because he left hurt. Thigh contusion. He didn't come back to the game. He left in the third quarter. Didn't come back. I thought it was like they thought, hey, all right, well, he's, he's going to be fine. You know, we're fine. We got it. We're under control. And they weren't under control. But these big minutes, I have to wonder now, there's a lot of questions here about Ime Odoka lineups-wise. Lineups, I think, are the hardest thing for a coach, a new coach, a first-year head coach. I think the lineups are the hardest thing for them to figure out. The, the, the pace of playing a guy how, you know, when to sub them out, how hard to ride them down the stretch. But again, I think the, this almost desperation to close this out, like Ime wasn't about to let this game slip away. He was riding these guys as hard as you could ride them, right? He's like a desperate jockey down the stretch, 
pushing his horse for as long as he can, as hard as he can. Got the same out of these guys. And I think the, the desperation for these wins, the need to pile up some of these Ws, however they can get it, however they can get it, is leading to these big minutes. And I think this was happening, you know, this has been happening pretty much throughout. You know, once you get to a certain point in the fourth quarter, like there was never going to be a Romeo Langford. I get it. You know, you don't want to play Romeo in overtime, just put him in there. But hey, look, that's happened before in Celtics history. And like you, you put a fresh guy in and all of a sudden, the, you know, you're going to, you can capitalize on that. You can capitalize on a guy's energy. But anyway, that's besides them. I think part of the Celtics fading, their, their constant fading down the stretch has something to do with how many minutes these guys play. Jason Tatum's fifth in the league in minutes per game, total minutes. Jalen Brown was up there at the beginning of the season. Those numbers have been, you know, tamped down by his injuries and the the minutes restrictions, you know, when he was coming back. But he's back to playing these big minutes. I, I just think it's a little too much. I think there's a little too much. We, we didn't see Romeo. Now let me fold in the question from Carter, who just sent me this email. He went to johncorrales.com and submitted, uh, johncorrales.com slash mailbag submitted the question. Says, I really think Romeo helps the team with his defense, his ability to get to the rim and shooting. Is there a reason he had two straight DNP CDs? I'd rather, I'd much rather see him out there for some of Schroeder's time and Richardson's minutes. Now, I disagree a little bit on Richardson, but I, I think the Romeo could have helped. I, I don't know why Romeo didn't play in this game. Okay, I can even understand maybe Neesmith, like, hey, he played in that G League game and maybe you didn't want to tax him. I don't think that's what, what happened, but. I think he just said he's not ready, but I could even buy that argument. Romeo, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand the Romeo thing. I thought Romeo should have played. Like, that's one more body to keep these guys fresh. Like, just give give Jalen an extra two, three minutes. I don't, I don't understand why Romeo couldn't play and get a few minutes here for – just steal two, three minutes here and there for Jalen, two, three minutes for Jason, two, three minutes here for one of these other guys. That's 15 – 15 minutes, 14 minutes, 13 minutes, whatever for Romeo. I, I don't get that. I, I really don't get that. And I think, I think Ime is, is struggling a bit with the lineups. One other thing I will say, I think it's, it's clear. We got a couple of lineup things from this game. First Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder didn't play down the stretch. So not only in smarts time that he was out there, did they not overlap again? I think that's another thing to watch moving forward, but Dennis didn't play like Smart was hurt and Pritchard's in, in health and safety. So they didn't have a point guard and they still didn't play Dennis Schroeder down the stretch, which was interesting because Schroeder was bad. Like he was not good in this game. Uh, he, he had, he was 0 of 4. I, somehow he managed five assists. I, I don't remember a single one of those assists, but didn't hit a single shot. He was forcing it. He was isolating and his defense, again, was an issue. So the, the Celtics, Ime, decided to go with a bigger lineup and go with Josh Richardson out there. Makes perfect sense. But they went down the stretch without a point guard, so they relied on Jalen and Jason. That, that's putting a lot on their plate. Without Schroeder, I think we're starting to see maybe some of Ime going, okay, I acknowledge, I acknowledge that there are some problems here. I acknowledge that we need to do some stuff to, to change up these lineups. Let's take advantage of this. Let's take advantage of this. 
Schroeder plays a little bit less. You don't overlap him with Marcus Smart. Assuming Marcus Smart's going to be fine, it's a thigh contusion. I don't know, maybe he misses one game. But normally, Smart down the stretch, just Smart. No Smart and Schroeder. And let's let's take advantage here and move Al Horford to the bench and start Grant Williams and just go with Smart, Tatum, uh, Brown, Rob, and Grant. Let's make that the new starting five. Get a little bit of shooting, get a little bit of floor spacing. Really get the floor spacing that you had expected from Al, and that's just not materializing. Pair up Al and Dennis Schroeder. They they like each other. They've worked well together in the past. They respect each other. Horford's going to get, I think, Schroeder to pass a little bit more. You know, may, maybe getting the passes from Schroeder can be something that helps. You know, that dynamic can help Horford get back on track a little bit. Maybe playing off the bench a little bit can help him get back on track. He's playing fewer minutes. I just think it makes more sense. This is the best thing to do for the team. Uh, take advantage of this time here to just say, all right, we're halfway through. Let's just make these changes and just go through it. I say do it. Robert Williams was the MVP of this game. Um, did I say that already? Robert Williams was the MVP of this game? Because it bears repeating. Robert Williams was the MVP of this game. There are plenty of times where there was a rotation where um, there was one that sticks out. I just see the replay of Josh Richardson. There's there's a player coming. The pacer is driving down the right side. And Josh Schroeder turns away and goes the other way. All of a sudden, Rob comes in out of nowhere. He's like, nope, I'm going to cover your ass. And he just comes in and blocks the shot. And that starts a, a breakdown the other way. Rob has been huge, uh, and it's, I'm ready to – Robert Williams is that third star. Or when the Celtics, assuming they don't trade anybody here of the, of the major, like the rotation players, if Robert Williams can rise up, he has the potential to be that third star. So in this game, 14 points, 12 rebounds, four steals, three blocks. Rob has the potential to be – maybe not third star or whatever you want to, however you want to classify it. Rob has that potential to be that level of player when he's playing well, like this, this game, this is, this is like after the game, uh, Jalen Brown said he's Robert Williams should be first team all defense. And hey, you know what? He won't be, but he should get some defensive, all defense, uh, recognition. He should get some love. He should get plenty of votes. He won't be, but, He's, he's, he, if he can continue to do this, he'll make a case for, for something for maybe future consideration. Rob is like this close to ascending two things that need to happen. One, first of all, he needs that consistency. Can't have those big weeks long lulls like he had in December. He needs to be more consistent. Secondly, just develop one offensive move besides the dunk. Just develop, just work on that. I've said this before. Send him to can't send him to Akeem Olajuwon. Send him to Kevin McHale. Work on something, uh, some kind of go-to move that allows him to, to score something in the middle of the paint that's not a dunk. Get those two things down, and this guy can, can really make an impact. Because 
I really am starting to think like as Robert Williams goes, the Celtics go. Like obviously Tatum and Brown are going to be your two main guys, but if Robert Williams is playing defense like this, then the Celtics are going to have a chance. If he's if he's screwing up and if he's losing his guy and if he's chasing down blocks and leaving his guy open for, you know, putbacks, the Celtics have no chance no matter how good those other guys play because they're not going to be stopping anybody. If he's out there stopping teams, if he's out there protecting the rim, then the Celtics can make up for law, you know, bad shooting nights like this. That's that's how important Robert Williams is. Robert Williams is, you know, every year we like to say, well, yeah, this guy's good and this guy's good, but this player here is the the real important player, the most important player, right? Like, yeah, obviously Tatum is is super important. Obviously Jalen Brown is important, but if Robert Williams isn't doing blah blah blah, then they're they've got no chance. So that makes Robert Williams the most important player on this team. He's kind of like ascending into that. Like Al Horford used to be that guy. Like all the other stuff can go right, but if Al Horford or all the other stuff can go wrong, but if Al Horford was playing great, the Celtics still had a chance. Same thing with Robert Williams. You can have a not great shooting night from Tatum. You can have a, a not great focus night from Jalen Brown. But if Robert Williams is back there doing everything great, the Celtics still have a chance. I think he's that important. I think he can, if he can consistently do that, the Celtics are really going to take a huge, 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 huge step forward. All right, up next, Tatum sounds off and ends the narrative, as far as I'm concerned. Ends the narrative about trading him or trading Jalen Brown, any of that stuff. It's, it's crap, and hopefully this week we've put it to bed. First, let me talk to you about my friends at Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Sauce in Lowell. They make these great, flavorful, unique hot sauces that are, I love them. I love them. I have, a, seriously, a whole shelf in my cupboard full of them. You might think of hot sauce as peppers and vinegars that blow your mouth off your face. Uh, their sauces at Crack Sauce, is they're not meant to torture you. They use 10 to 20 ingredients in each bottle. They focus on flavor. It's perfect for anybody that's cooking at home. Perfect for foodies. They grow their own peppers. They sa- sauce, source their own ingredients for their sauces. They have local farms in Massachusetts. It's made by a a Celtics season ticket holder. It is versatile. It's multidimensional. It gives you an ingredient for the things that you're cooking. If you like hot sauce, if you like a kick, but you also want something that's going to pair well with what you're cooking, try Crack Sauce. They've got the Golden Pumpkin. They've got the 40 Shades of Green Chili, the Mill City Red, the Brian Burroughs Curry. So obviously very different flavor profiles, different levels of heat. It's worth trying. You'll get 10% off if you use the code locked on at cracksauce.com. C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. Again, locally made in Massachusetts. Support local businesses, small businesses. Support a Celtic season ticket holder by going to cracksauce.com and using the promo code locked on for 10% off. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On Bets your second listen? Told you earlier about Bet Online. 
Locked on bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling will give you some great advice if you're going to lay some money down. They could help you win a few bucks, so check them out. Locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, after the game, Jason Tatum sat down, talked a bit. He was asked about the whole thing with Perk. And he said, you know, look, I got nothing, I got nothing against Perk, but it's it's you know, it's tired, basically. And he and Jalen Brown had a talk, and he was asked about that. And he said, look, here's the quote. We both want to be here and both want to figure it out. There's not, as, there's not many players in the league like JB. The grass ain't always greener. We've had some great stretches, and I think this year hasn't been what we expected, but I think in the long run it'll be good for us. We have to figure some things out, but I think the most important thing is we both want it extremely bad. We want to try to figure it out together. So for us, it's just about being on the same page. I think it's really important, extremely important just knowing that we have each other's back and we are going to give it all we got to try to figure this out, regardless of what people may say. Jalen Brown, after the win over the Knicks, had a very, very similar quote talking about having each other's back and ignoring what other people say. As long as they're on the same page, they're good. This should end it. This should end it. No more talk about trading one of these two guys. It's lazy. It's lazy talk. And it's really, honestly, the people who are suggesting it. Starts with Sports Talk Radio, right? Bunch of people who don't really watch the games. People who work in Sports Talk Radio, I think there's probably like three or four of them in Boston that actually watch a Celtics game here or there. They don't watch the games like you do. They certainly don't watch them like I do. I watch every game often twice. So, like, there's it's a little, it's if you're watching these games and you're ranking all of the things that are going wrong with the Celtics and why there are problems with the Celtics, I'm putting, oh, they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum like way down at the bottom of the list. They're not playing up to what we thought they would right now. And certainly they're not playing up to their own standards. They're not shooting well. They're, their efficiency is is down. They're turning the ball over too much. We all know that. I get that. We all see that. But this whole notion that this past, like, oh, the past hundred games or whatever, they've they're playing five hundred ball. Like, you're gonna sit here and tell me that anything that we've seen over the course of two pandemic seasons, where they've they've were forced to play, like, I mean, Joe Johnson got minutes. They signed Joe freaking Johnson, and like. You're going to tell me that's normal and you're going to make normal decisions on the future of this franchise and trading away Jalen Brown because of things that happened this season, the way things are going. Like, come on, man. Like the way this team is constructed, which we've said from the beginning is not the final iteration of this team. They didn't build this team and said, okay, I think this is a contender. Brad Stevens didn't do wipe his hands and say, all right, I've done my job. Here's Dennis Schroeder and Josh Richardson and Juancho Hernan Gomez. I've done everything I can do. No, this, this season was about undoing some of the things. There are luxury tax concerns, which is a whole different issue that we've talked about, but it is what it is. They took a flyer on a couple of guys. The Wancho thing didn't work. The Richardson thing is working. Schroeder is a completely different thing because it's more business than it is on the court stuff. The on the court stuff isn't working. Like all of that stuff, you're giving, you know, Ime's a first year head coach who's making some mistakes. He's doing some things well. I think he's connecting well with the guys, but 
there are still kinks to work through this whole this whole this whole season. I I don't think like I don't think anybody can look at this and have their first thing, the first thing that they say go, oh well, Tatum and Brown aren't working together. Like that's that's not the that's not like one plus one here. One plus one does not equal that. And one minus one does not equal anything better for the Celtics, right? It's just, it's sports talk radio basically saying hot take stuff and people feed into it because my stuff, what I say works for a podcast because you listening to me are a hardcore Celtics fan who are listening, you know, you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast after that disgusting game, like you're hardcore, you are as a hardcore fan as there ever will be. And I appreciate you doing that. You're not the you're not necessarily the person who's tuning into one of these sports talk shows or the radio shows or whatever like that and sitting through some inane banter, which is basically the lowest common denominator. Two people screaming at each other and one person they say, "Okay, what's the topic?" Tatum and Brown. All right, I'm going to say you should trade them. All right, I'm going to say we shouldn't. You're going to yell at each other for 20 minutes. And then people are going to call in and they're going to call one or both of you idiots. And then that's going to be your show. And at the end you go like the Flintstones, you pull the, you know, the steam whistle and you clock out and that's it. You're gone. Go home, have a drink. That's not, that's not where, that's not what this show is. And that's not what we should be thinking. And our, our level of disc should actually be much deeper and actually get to the heart of things. Trading Tatum and Brown is stupid. Tatum one, trading one of those two guys is stupid right now. You try to make you try everything you can to make it work. That's the actual smart move. And anybody else who's telling you otherwise, I'm sorry. I, it's not. It's not true. It's not even close. And both of these guys want to be here. The team isn't going to think about trading them. This should be the end of it. The team doesn't want to trade either of those guys. They're not shopping them. They're not listening. They're untradeable. Both guys want to be here. That's it. That's the end of the story. That's it. Done. So I'm done with that. I hope you are too, or anybody who might be listening, or if anybody you talk to is trying to suggest that this should continue. No, no, it should not. It's over. Podcast is over. So thank you for watching and listening. If you're a new listener or watcher, appreciate it. Hope you are enjoying the show. Uh, Tomorrow's show, I'll be talking to Tony East of Locked On Pacers. We're going to do a little bit of a crossover show to talk about each other's teams and what we've seen and and maybe uh, some trade stuff. So that'll be good. Make sure you're subscribed for that. If you are a subscriber, please, I ask you every day, but I hope that you do this every once in a while. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.